All eyes are on Flemington Derby Day kicking off the Flemington Carnival. To talk us short, we're joined now by Earl Carter. G'day Earl, how are you? I'm very well, James. Uh, it's a, a very strange afternoon since we're talking Friday afternoon. It's um, very, very windy and sun and cloud, but uh, it's very it's very cool winters here again, I can tell you. But um, Friday afternoon is always a very exciting time in Melbourne before the derby. There's a lot of visitors and it's really starting to gather momentum. So it really is a week of great racing. And tomorrow we're running for 5.3 million and some legendary races which uh, have been over time the part of the fibre of this country. Mm. And look, this is considered, I think, by many the the best race day in Australia for the purists? Yes, it, it is a great race day. Um, the, uh, the Derby was first run in 1855, and that gives you some idea uh, of the importance of the race and its following and its uh, tradition. Uh, the race eight, the Kennedy Mile, has been several races, but it was first run in 1919. Uh, I think it started off as the Cantala Stakes and then it became the George Adams Mile, which was always run on the last day of the carnival. And it was, well, I can remember a great day when Vane, I think he won it in 69, but he, he started three times that week. He won the 1200 metre sprint on on the uh, Saturday, Derby Day, he then won the 1400 uh, race on the Tuesday and on the, on the Saturday ran in the mile race. So three wins a week, which I don't think has ever been equal by another horse at any time. He was something special that all. <coughs> Pardon me. Anyway... Yeah, I suppose, uh, and uh, the family lives on with their racing, um, which is uh, just marvellous. The Maloney's, it was James Joseph Maloney who trained Vane, uh, and he left us about, I think he left us last year or earlier this year, um, at the age of 90-odd. He commenced his uh, career in Warrnambool and one of the great trainers that came out of there, but his sons have carried on the tradition and they still do well. Uh, God bless them. They are running Flying Jess tomorrow, which will be ridden by Young Angland. Uh, he won at the Gold Coast, and those who follow me... Well, not a good day. It was a lovely day, yeah. <laughs> a lovely, lovely day. That guaranteed my punting uh, money will last till I'm 94. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's been a couple since that have, uh, you know, you allocate money each week, each Saturday, or at this time of the year during the week. You allocate a certain amount of money and make, uh, don't go over that. And uh, 
if you win, you put it in the pool to build the the enough money to keep you going. That's the important thing. Mm. Now, where will we start, James? Uh, with one of the great races, the Carbine Club, or do yes, we do the Carbine Club? We'll do the Group Three over the mile. Look, this race has changed complexion from a punting perspective. The six Chaonic was going to start a fairly short price favourite, or well, should I say, was going to start the favourite. It's out, so that's changed the market quite dramatically. So Lavendi's is your pre-post favourite anyway, three dollars and fifty cents. What do you like here, the first? What's your thoughts? The carbon. Well, the the chances I was one snitchpeg, which um, Darren Weir is a genius with backing horses up. Um, what he did uh, for Humidor, they ran in the in the Caulfield Cup. And what he, what he did, and how he got it ready to get within um, a long neck or half a length of uh, the mare in the mini, uh, in the Cox Plate was enormous. So, Snitchpeg, uh, Sambro, a stable uh, Kionic, I think has got a chance, Lavendi, but, and Relson down the bottom. But I've, I've backed two in it. Now, the first one and the shorter of the two is, Eight Pasito. Uh, I got 25s. It's trained by Tony McAvoy, the girl riding it. I, I have a lot of respect for. Uh, the, the he last last year started his career and he ran well without winning, but he's come back and he's been set for this race if he stood up and he's won two out of two since a spell. He's arrived in Melbourne and he's absolutely leaping out of his skin and walking around the stable as though he owns it. So a good friend of mine owns a leg of it and they give it a very good chance. Uh, so I back Pasito at 25s and the other one is a J.F. Maloney. Um, horse Give, number 13. It's not won a race for quite some time but it's been just thereabouts, and if he gets in a good position in the first, uh, maybe just in the first half of the field at the back of the first half, he could well give them a fright. So I backed him at 80 to 1. So Pasito and Give with a leading to Pasito. Okay, well, let's go to the second. The second here is the Wakeful Stakes 3 year old Phillies Group 2. Final lead-up run towards the Oaks. Yes. Uh, well, um, if there was a wakeful in it, it would be very nice, but I suspect there aren't. Uh, I was disappointed with Pure Scott at its run at Caulfield, but there could be a reason for that. Uh, I, it would have a chance, uh, but there are a lot of good, uh, a lot of chances. Lover, lover, improvise, and I've. In fact, it's the nature of what I've done for tomorrow. I've had something on number four, Lucky Louie, at thirty-three to one. Uh, still a maiden, but it's got a lot of ability. And the other one I've uh, backed at sixty-six to one is number sixteen, Miss Admiration. Now, if you look at its form, you'd say the man's a lunatic, and I probably am. 
but I liked her last couple of runs. I think she'll run a very, very good race, Miss Admiration. So number four, Lucky Louie, and 16, Miss Admiration, I'd uh, commend to you to consider anyway. Okay. In the wakeful, we go to the third here. It's the skip sprint for the four-year-old and up mares, group three. 1100 metres, so the first race up the straight. Uh, it was, Shidel ran a very disappointing race last start, but I, I think the reason was that she didn't go as fast as she usually does. She was held together, and I think it left her vulnerable. She won this race last year, and she'll go very close tomorrow. Um, there's n- any number of other chances. Uh, Lake Camo is very good first up, and I have to respect uh, three zestful. But I don't want to have a bet in it, James, because it's, uh, there are plenty of races, and those of you who bet will and take multiples. I'm sure you're going to do very, very well. So stick to your own judgment, because these races will throw up some very long-priced horses, in my belief. They always do, don't they? It's yes, they do. Mm. Yes, I do. The Lexus, the fourth, last chance for horses to qualify for the Melbourne Cup. Now, the majority of the horses here need to win to get in Tuesday. I think I read some of the only two that don't is the one Ecuador and three Havana Cooler. But for the remainder, it's a situation where they need to win to get into the field. Yes, well, I hope those runs don't because it'll leapfrog over uh, a horse I, I like uh, very much. But we'll talk about that uh, uh, perhaps uh, tomorrow morning. But I, I have a, a very good regard for number 10, Kelstorm. Ran in the Geelong Cup, uh, ran a good race too, not far off the leaders now. This horse is by Galileo out of another storm. And since August the 19th, it's run over 2,500 uh, twice, then a 2,400, then a 2,500, and a 2,400 in the Geelong Cup. They ran 2,27, which, as I've often said, if you run 2,27, you just about win any 2,400-metre race in Australia. So I expect it to run a good race. Um, uh, Outside of that, uh, uh, you could you could talk about any of them, but I'd recommend you consider Kelstorm. Just out of curiosity, which horse are you referring to in the Melbourne Cup? Um, I knew you'd do that to me, James, because I've just forgotten the name of it. Um, is it a, is it an imported horse or a local horse? No, an imported horse. Wall of Fire. Uh, yes, that's him. Mm, yeah, that thank you very happen. much. Mm. Yeah. Well, because no. It, it's guaranteed to get in now. I'm led to believe. Well, it's twenty. It's it's twenty. Only twenty fourth quali- uh, qualified. Yes. Number twenty four. So I want you go on. But uh, Abby Marie, they've they've withdrawn her, mm-hmm. so that would move Wall of Fire to twenty three. Yes, which would give him a run. But there's a horse. I, I think the two horses. I don't know about whether you have whether you can run a place and still get in the Caulfield Cup, but the uh, trainer, um, when it ran that great race at Caulfield, 
he just decided to take his chance and uh, not run the horse again. And the way he came home in that race at Caulfield that day, gee, I was impressed. Mm. At this stage, um, I probably my thoughts are there's only there's three horses that uh, that I think are just about just about ready to make, to make a run of the race, and that's uh, Almandon, Marmello, and Wall of Fire. Hmm. They're the three. Okay. So with a leaning to... with a leaning to Wall of Fire. Okay. So Wall of might... Fire. But yeah, as you said, we'll talk more. We've got plenty of water to go into the bridge before we get to uh, to that. That is for sure. But, uh, but no, it's an exciting race. And so is this, the fifth. Coolmore Stud Stakes, Group 1, 1,200 metres up the straight, 20 of them. We're going to come up the straight here, the three-year-old. And it looks a very open Coolmore Stud Stakes this year. Yes, it is. Um, I'm interested. There's a, a lot of speed in it, and you can talk about uh, 12 horses in the race and miss miss the winner. But I've done this. Uh, I was impressed by um, uh, Malahat, number 12 and number 13, Andes, when they raid, uh, raced in the Brian Crowley. Now, uh, Malahat led the field and Andaz was back in the field and I've decided to back Andaz at 80 to 1 on the basis of his run in that race. But the one that I like above all, and 16 to 1 they bet, was Tulip. She's not run down the straight six. She's she's raced against Catchy but beaten her, but... Um, her run in the big sprint when they ran 18.36, she was only beaten by 2.6 lengths and finished behind um, Red Zell, Vega Magic, Brave Smash and uh, Chautauqua. And for mine, that is a very, very good form guide. So uh, Tulip for me and uh, a back band as well. But anything could win it, James. Mm. Now I couldn't agree with you more because I, in my I look, and I'm, I've had to fly on a plane a few days ago, so I spent my time looking at these, and I thought the exact same thing, and that's why I was happy to settle around Tulip and Hootson for the exact reasons you, you were speaking about, just their performance mm-hmm. against the older horses. You know, I thought it was a um, yeah, I thought it was full of merit anyway. So. So tulips, they're the two I like. So, uh, so we're on a similar train of thought there, anyway. We'll see. Well, that's we... very good, and your assessment is is quite right. Um, I like that trainer, AJ Edmonds. I like the rider, Jay Lloyd, um, and uh, Hootson's proven herself over time. So, uh, no doubt she'll run a good race. As will about another. Um, how many left in it? Uh, <laughs> a number, uh, a number, uh, the other 19 beside them. Yes, for sure. Now, this next race I think is similar. The Meyer Classic, the Wait for Age Phillies and Mares Group 1 over the mile. A lot of chances here as well. What did you make of the Meyer Classic this year? 
very wide open, but um, Global Glamour, uh, Silence Edition, uh, prompt, uh, prompt Response worked, she uh, worked brilliantly on Tuesday at Flemington. Don't give up on French emotion if you like it because it was caught wide, it was uh, had no hope at Mooney Valley last week and of course shells because she's so well weighted. But uh, I do like heavens above number six, 25 to one. Very, very nice. So what I've done is taken global glamour and heavens above into the one I like in uh, race eight, a mile race, which is all our roads. Um, global glamour into all our roads at 100 to 1 and um, heavens above into all our roads, 400 to 1. So that's what I've done, James. Okay, so that's the mile. The Derby. Heavens above, very good. Okay. Uh, the Derby's um, very interesting in as much that there's no standout really when you consider it. And I saw a couple of horses running the Geelong, what used to be called the Derby Trial. <laughs> Pardon me. And I backed both of them. Um, I. I won't go through and nominate a number of horses for it because it's wide open. Your own choice is best, but I back Justice Faith, number 10, at 50 to 1. Now, when you look at the horse, you you will think, well, this horse is um, not a staying pedigree, but there is a great deal of staying ability in the mother's side, the dam. Now, the grandmother of... Um, Justice Faith's um, mother was Lisa's game. It ran second in a Caulfield Cup, won the Cranburn Cup, and her mother um, won the Auckland Cup. Uh, I think her name was Bazile. So on the mother's side, there's plenty of strength, and I thought he was unlucky uh, in the Geelong uh, trial. Very unlucky. So I backed him at 50. And the other one I've backed is 14, nothing too hard at 125 to 1. Uh, it has strength on its mother's side. Um, uh, her grandmother, um, Cupid, won the Santa Ana Gold Cup in the US over 2,400 metres. So I backed Justice uh, Faith at 50. Nothing too hard at 125 to 1. Okay, so plenty of value there. Now, race uh-huh. eight, the fourth of the Group 1, Kennedy Mile Group 1. You've shown your cards a little here, so you like all our roads, the 12. Yes, I thought that I narrowed it down to one toes and stardom and... All our roads at 16 to 1. Now, the reason I've, I've uh, jumped on all our roads is it drops from 58.5 to 52 kilos. That's 6.5 kilos, which is a lot of weight, John. Now, there's, there's good chances, of course, all in, in this race. I toyed with the idea of McCreary and um, Egg Tarp, and I've come, and even Amy Sword, but I've come down to 
those two tosins, the Adam and all our roads, but uh, one of my better bets of the day, uh, race eight, horse 12, all our roads. Let's have a look then at the last TAB multiplier stakes, group two, 1,200 um, metres. As uh, a matter of interest, James, what is the daily double in Queensland on the Flemington meeting tomorrow? Eight, eight and nine. Yeah, it's the daily double. Yes, a lot of chances here too. Um, illustrious lad, first among equals, uh, Ravi. The two I, I have narrowed it down to is number 11, Rich Charm. Uh, gee, it was a brilliant win last start, and I think it can do that again. And the other one is 15, Man from Uncle. Anthony Cummings has bought uh, two horses previously down for this race first up and he wound it twice with, with one in the last 10 years or so and one going back longer than that so man from uncle will run a big race but there are a lot of chances in it so if you consider something worthwhile then, then uh, you take that from, uh, for example the Monstar has been running against very, very good fields in Sydney. But um, there might be something in that. There will be a lot of moves on the late information tomorrow, James, so I've just stayed out of that race. Now, the three best for mine, uh, race five, number 17, Chula. Race yes. six, race six, number six, Heavens Above. Yes. And, and race eight, horse 12, all our roads. Okay, so there's a better bet on the card, but as you touched on, very, very open races and all important betting moves and everything will be very interesting to follow as well. Uh, it's a great day for, for um, just sitting back and watching them because racing nowadays in... Uh, certainly Sydney and in Melbourne, they turn into fashion parades and parties all over the place. I'm not sure how many of the people there that attend tomorrow will be um, dinky-dyed race girls. They, they, it's becoming a party scene if I've ever seen it. And uh, the, the, the fashions are good to watch because it's just lovely to see women get dressed up and I enjoy observing those of around 70 and above rather than the young ones. I think some of them, they, even though they're 70, you can see just how gorgeous they were. As I, said, I said to an old woman in a wheelchair once in a restaurant on Ballarat, I just couldn't help myself. She was with her I had daughter, um, uh, her daughter, and uh, her daughter. There was about four generations, and I walked up to her, and she was a beautiful-looking woman. And I said, Madam, may I say, you must have been a gorgeous young woman, because as sure as God made little green apples, you're gorgeous now. And the whole table um, burst into tears, all the women was quite a quite a scene, but um, women as they get older, they they don't they won't believe you, you know, when you go up and say something like that. And um, 
I don't know why. I just they think they become lost of um, uh, beauty, not so much beauty, just gorgeous. That's a word. And she was in a wheelchair, but uh, it was just lovely to watch her smile. It really was. Yeah. So you, that's where I focus my attention if I want to watch uh, some of the great fashions because some of them do dress beautifully oh. and speak beautifully and speak English, <laughs> which is disappearing very quickly. <laughs> You've only got to watch television in the news. And uh, Anyway, enough of that. But... Um, it is beautiful. It is a wonderful thing to watch all the women go to the races uh, dressed beautifully. In yes, it is. And, to, and it's the start of a big week for fashion, racing fashion. Yes. Saturday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Now, you're going to catch up with a number of people from around the Darling Downs area this week, aren't you? My mother being one. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's on Monday, um, the 25th luncheon, um, and it's travelled many different routes. Um, um, the, the lunch that's been held by the river that your, <laughs> your father often used to get the giggles when I organised lunch on, because we'd been at a hotel and it took three hours to get a meal. So we said, we're not doing that again. And I said, oh, well, I'll organise something. So organised it on the river. And um, that was a different experience. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to meeting them because one of the things I'll do is that I'll be able to think back on the lovely people of Meth who have long, who have long left us. And um, your father being one, and, and that's one of the great... Uh, experiences for me is to sit and observe the people at lunch and think about those who've, uh, who have passed on. Hmm. Now and it's been a wonderful tradition. Yes, I'm looking forward to catching up with your mother and of course the, the guest will be Peter Hutchinson who is a great, great speaker, Peter. He does a yes, great job. We spoke to him on the program going back to you kindly organised yeah. for me a few weeks back. Yes, it'll be it'll be uh, a pleasant afternoon. I'll be on the early morning train and I won't be on the midnight train to Georgia, I'll be on the early morning train to Melbourne. Can't get in any trouble. Can't get into any trouble. Off the train, onto the tram and walk about for 400 paces to the... Uh, to the luncheon, which it just suits me fine. Perfect. Yes, it is. And we'll t we'll talk tomorrow at eleven, James. Look forward to it. That's ten your time. Okay. Yes. Bye now. Thanks, Earl. Thanks, Earl.